0: This is the Cultural Quarter of an Hour podcast and I'm Charlotte Foster. Every week we'll be looking at the culture all around Stoke-on-Trent and North Staffordshire. Some weeks I'll be visiting events, others I'll be hearing the stories of the people who make this area what it is. Now, when you think of culture, you might just think of dusty museums, art galleries full of paintings or people in ball gowns playing violins. But actually, It's so much more than that. It's all around us. When I first moved here permanently in 2012, I remember being sent out to report about the celebrations that were marking the links between Stoke-on-Trent and this town in the Czech Republic during the Second World War. Now, I'd never heard of Lodice before, and I certainly had no idea about what happened in response to the destruction of the village by the Nazis. Now, at first, I put that down to just, well, not being from round here, really, but it turns out I was was wrong to do that because certainly a few years ago, not that many people around here knew anything about it. That's a different story now. And as Wednesday, the 6th of September, 2017 marks the 75th anniversary of the Laditza Shall Live campaign. I've been speaking to somebody who is very keen to make sure the story is heard.
1: I'm Alan Gerard, I'm from the Art Bay Gallery, and uh, I also run a campaign to raise awareness of the city's links with Lodice in the Czech Republic. Lodice is infamously known as the village which was wiped off the face of the earth by the Nazis in 1942 um, in revenge for the assassination of Reinhard Heydrich. Um, the village was completely obliterated, the men were executed women were sent off to concentration camps and the children were gassed, apart from a six who were Germanized, so they had blue eyes, blond hair, and they were sent off to live with German families. Um, the hmm. Nazis then proceeded to level the village, uh, rip up trees, reroute the river, Distance to the cemetery, uh, recall the maps, uh, which mentioned that it's uh, issued new ones. Um, they then issued a press announcement saying they'd done, done this as well. And uh, this, was, this was issued and it was picked up by the Press Association, Reuters, and this was then picked up by the Free World. Um, immediately, the US actually decided that they would be doing something about it, that they would um, uh, rename one of their towns, so. And in Stoke-on-Trent, a uh, Charlton councillor, Barnett Stross, who was also a GP, uh, decided to, to do something about it as well. And on the 20th of June, at a, an opening of an exhibition of uh, photographs, which was attended by uh, Czech uh, and Soviet embassy, um, made a comment that he would be looking to raise a campaign to generate funds to rebuild the village.
0: And this was picked up and the people of Stoke-on-Trent really backed it, didn't they?
1: Well, on the 1st of January that year, the city had undergone the calamity of the Sneed Pit disaster. So there was a... there was. I suppose there was a certain atmosphere in, in the city at that time. Now, the, uh, the village of Lodice did have a mining connection. Many of the men worked in Kladno, the nearby city, as miners, and in the steelworks as well. Um, and this was in the uh, press association's uh, announcement that this was a mining village. Uh, so this was picked up. Barnett Stross... Uh, immediately called on the North Staffs Miners Federation for support and even though there had been the Sneed Pit disaster the the support was immediate um, also in Stoke-on-Trent you had the the British Czech Friendship Association um, many refugees from Czechoslovakia had come over to Stoke-on-Trent and were living at the Penkel homes Jan Strasser uh, was an eminent figure and he had an association with Barnard Strass and together, the Czech Association, Barnet Strass and Allstaffs Miners' Federation I think they got together and between them, with help from the Lord Mayor decided to launch the Lady to Charlotte campaign and that was launched on the 6th of September and from that point on, across the city Funds were raised and this spread across the country and you have evidence in the archives of a committee which was formed around Barnet Strass, visiting Coventry, Derby, Blackpool and other cities convincing those authorities that they should also form their own committees to, to raise funds.
0: And this seems... Almost a hidden secret in Stoke-on-Trent that that, that it happened.
1: Yeah, yeah. I suppose sp- it's it's less it's less hidden than it was. Put it that way, you know. I mean, we've uh, been raising awareness of um, the Leeds to Sholayve campaign for for six years, and I remember when we began this process, there was zero awareness, was zero awareness. It was a, it was st- it was a story that was uh, kept in the locker. By uh, a few, few local Labour uh, councillors, and it was brought out at uh, you know party events and so on. You know, um, uh, I would say I would say now that uh, a significant minority know the story of Leditsa and how the people of this city rebuilt, rebuilt it, but still a sizeable majority don't know.
0: But you are working to get it more well known. Why have you decided to do that? Why Why did you think it was time that Stoke-on-Trent knows about its own history?
1: Because it's so important. It's a, it's a win-win uh, project. There's no negatives involved. It's all about peace and friendship and rebuilding and valuing other people and uh, <laughs> encouragement and um, it, it's it's about internationalism, it's, it's about... Barnett Stross it was Polish, he was an immigrant, he was Jewish, local people in the city followed him, they respected him. Um, this is a very positive story about internationalism um, and we need to learn lessons from the past. So that's one aspect to it. The other aspect is that this story shows how how we can have friends around the world we don't just need to have one twin with um, we've got Alangan haven't we and that's great but we've got loads of international associations through this Lidica shall Live connection we've got an obvious connection with Lidica but because of Lidica's symbolism we have connections with many other villages and towns which also suffered at the hands of um, Hitler's thugs, if you like. You, you know, we have um, we have links with Putin in Holland, links with Televag in Norway, links with Distomo in Greece, links with Orador Siglan in France. These are real links where we have communications. We have links with Masabuto in Italy, links with Odrini in Latvia. And these are real links which could be developed and built upon, and they could have real positive effects for the city, not just in um, emotional ways, but they're important in themselves, but real tangible economic ways.
0: And as part of your project, you've been going into primary schools in particular and, and telling the children there about about what potentially their grandparents, great-grandparents, w- were doing as well. What reaction do, do you get from them?
1: Well, we present the story to year four upwards. Um, it's in two parts of presentation. Um, it's quite logical, I suppose, the destruction of Lidica, followed by the Lidica-Shall Live campaign. first part is more dramatic, but um, it's... It's very important because it places everything into context and it prepares the way for um, the proud section uh, about the rebuilding. It's, it's a very, very positive experience for the children because they see what their ancestors did and they see that their ancestors followed a Polish-Jewish immigrant and um, it's difficult to present the story of Barnett Strauss, per se as a politician because children tend to switch off it's, <laughs> there you go but um, they know obviously where Poland is they know about religion as well and if you present that side of it that Barnett Stross is playing a vital role because he is making it clear to children that it's not about nationalities or religions it's about what kind of person that that person is you know
0: Seventy fifth anniversary this year of the of the destruction, but also of the campaign to save Leditsa. What, as a group, as a project, are you up to to mark this?
1: The actual um, awareness of the shall Shireworth campaign and the link between Leditsa and Stoke-on-Trent. It's still. As, as I said, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a significant minority in the city, but outside the city, outside the country, looking in, internationally, there is an awareness outside, and if we can boost the awareness inside, then I think the, the awareness outside, there's people in South America, North America, their perception of our city would increase more, and I think the, there'd be more likelihood of investment sort of coming into the city or our f- friendships developing more. You know, I think to put it that way, rather than looking at investment stuff like that, it's more about friendships and valuing people, isn't it? Um, but coming back to the 75th anniversary, when we were in Lodic and we were presented with a pear tree, um, In Ludica, for instance, at the time of the destruction, one thing the Nazis didn't destroy was a sapling pear tree, and this grew into what is now a 75-year-old pear tree, uh, which is protected by the Czech government. One thing the Residents Association over there have is a special dispensation uh, to take grafts from this, and this was very kindly presented to uh, to us at our um, visit and uh, we brought this over and that's currently held at uh, Dorothy Clive Garden Um, and we're currently looking for a permanent location for that in Stoke-on-Trent so any ideas that the listeners might have would be very welcome we're also Um, the city was presented with the key to by the ward mayor of Lydica. And that was a very special moment. It was presented to the British ambassador to the Czech Republic, Jan Thompson. And that was uh, forwarded to um, Ross Irving, uh, the ward mayor. It's a special uh, meeting at the the embassy in Prague. Uh, So that was a very special moment. And what we're trying to do is organise events where we can um, hold key presentation events uh, to raise awareness of the fact that this has been presented.
0: And how important do you think the message of hope from 75 years ago is today in
1: 2017? Uh, Well, I think it's uh, more important than ever, really, when you look at things like Manchester and... uh, uh, Westminster, Barcelona you know it's all it all seems to be kicking off at the moment and um, the message of peace, friendship, hope victory over despair phoenix from the flames all these sort of metaphors they're very very relevant to uh, to the certainly but um, they seem to be increasingly relevant to to today, the world seems to be crying out for a for a, a Lodica, you know, um, and um, I think it's up to all of us to promote something like Lodica, and if you look at the message of Barnett Strauss and um, what he was about, the fact that he was Polish and Jewish and that it really didn't matter to people from Stoke-on-Trent, working class people in the 1940s, uh, really says something That uh, perhaps we should put all race and religious differences aside and look at people for who and what they are and move forward in that way.
0: If you want to get involved in the Laditsa Lives campaign or maybe find out a little bit more, then go on social media, search for Laditsa Lives. There'll be loads of ways of finding out more, getting in touch with the guys behind the project. Maybe you think you can find a place for the pear tree or maybe you can get involved and help fund some of the projects that they've got coming up as well. Of course, I will be putting out those details on my social media. For Facebook, you're looking for cultural quarter of an hour and on Twitter it is at CQH Pod. a cultural quarter of an hour on Facebook at CQH Pod on Twitter. And don't forget download the podcast every week. Just search for Cultural Quarter of an Hour on iTunes or indeed on Audio Boom.